Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to How Preschool Teachers Do It. This is Allison Kentos. I am an early childhood educator. And this is Cindy Tarabush. I am an early childhood consultant. This podcast is for parents and early childhood professionals. Let our experience and research-based knowledge become your guide. Welcome back, preschool peeps. Hi, peeps. If you have just recently started the school year, we hope you're having a great time and making wonderful yeah. plans. Yeah. We... We also hope that those plans can include something that has been found to have a great impact on children's learning and development, and that's field trips, which I know went by the wayside during the mm-hmm. pandemic. I know that. And um, and has not really quickly come back, I will say. Okay. <laughs> so it's sad that it's like that, but yes, has not really quickly come back. We need to advocate for bringing them back because mm-hmm. research is showing that it has a tremendous impact. Taking children, even preschool age children on field trips has a tremendous impact on their learning and development at this age. So there have been articles released about this fairly recently. um, And, and they show studies have been done where they did groups of children who took field trips, groups of children who didn't take field trips and they were comparing what goes on with them. And according to the research, Children who have been on field trips, their interest is further stimulated, their interest in learning, it expands their knowledge, they find it exciting and they find it entertaining and it like reinvigorates the learning yes. environment. And, and even more than that, it, it helps them to add to their, not only their knowledge, but certain qualities that they have. Like field trips positively impact children's ability to collaborate to be leaders, to be patient, to be reliable, to have motivation, to be assertive. There's so many things it supports that I don't know we always realize. Yes. And I don't think I realized it until 
I worked at a school recently that said no field trips, no visitors, no nothing. Right. So, and I don't think I realized the value of it until it was taken away because I really did see the huge difference in the children that I taught that said there was nothing, there was no field trips, there was no visitors or nothing compared to the, the children I had previously in other schools where there were experiences that they were having through field trips and visitors and, and readers that would come in and things like that. So like, I don't think I realized the impact of it until that happened. And I was like, when, when Cindy sent me this article, I was like, Oh, this is near and dear to my heart because I've been advocating this whole past school year for these field trips and visitors and always got the big, no, sorry, COVID. I always got the COVID excuse, but I knew that wasn't the excuse. It was just them. And, um, for whatever their reasoning, but I found that the children were, were definitely not as invested in whatever topic we were learning about. And I, I found they weren't even invested in learning overall. Like they, they school wasn't as exciting or they weren't as not that the children I had weren't happy at school, but I definitely noticed that there was almost like nothing to look forward to kind of thing. It was like, Okay, well, there's, day there's in, day out, we're going to do the that. same thing. Yeah, and there was nothing to be happy or excited for. And, like, the school that I, I recently worked at also was, like, there was no celebrations for anything. We weren't allowed to have any celebrations for even, like, the celebration of learning at the end of units. They were, like, no, sorry, you can't invite the parents in for that. And it was, like, so sad. Like, it was just, like, everything was just a no, no, no. And I, it really affected my mental health, too, as a teacher because I was, like, Oh, but I want to share with the parents what we learned. It's like, oh, but we can't, you know, and then it made it so like the kids were like, well, then what's the point? Kind of like, like, isn't my learning important? Isn't, isn't this important? How come we can't do this? How come my older brother who's in a different school is going on field trips, but we're not like, I, I would get those questions. Like they would come into school and be like, Hey, so-and-so is going to the museum today. I'm like, oh, well, that's wonderful. When are we going to the museum? You know, I'm like, or not when, when you're in second grade when you're when you're you know and i'm like it, but it's it really did affect everything and it 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 seeped into like every single aspect of school you know it, it seeped into like their learning it seeped into their interest in learning it seeped into their social emotional it seeped into their happiness it was like seeped into my mental health it you was know, a deep it's problem it's one of the reasons why if you are someone who uses the creative curriculum, they tell you, you have to have a wow experience once a week, once mm -hmm. a week, we're going to reinvigorate the energy. We're going to have an out of the ordinary experience that should be either visitors or field trips mm -hmm. or something like that to reinvigorate the learning and to um, capture everybody's excitement again. So, you know, field trips don't have to happen once a week, but they should right. happen. They should, should be happen. something that we're looking forward to and that we're planning with the children. Imagine sharing with young children the planning that goes into a field trip and just telling them, mm -hmm. you know, so we can go on our trip. I have to, we have to find out about how we're going to get there, what kind of transportation mm -hmm. we're going to use, who's coming with us. We need more grownups. We have to yeah. find out about, you know, and explain to them all the planning that goes into this and make it really exciting. I, I remember going on field trips with preschoolers that were just so much fun, you know, going to something like to pick apples in the fall yes. is so much fun with them for have them to learn and discover about this and experience it. 
And it does feed whatever we're talking about, about fall or trees or fruit or whatever. It feeds because they've had this mutual experience. Think about when you've had mutual experiences with people that were both good and out of the ordinary. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. two grown children who be, it was much more before the pandemic, but I love to go places with them as a whole family and have this mutual experience. Um, and it's just our schedules that really haven't allowed us to do that more recently. But hopefully we will get back to that mutually shared right. family experience. Well, in your classroom, that's a family too. And there's yes. something to be said for that mutually shared experience. Also, when they talk, when the research talks about it, um, promoting children's assertiveness, leadership qualities, they do behave differently when they're out of the building than when they're in. And, mm -hmm. and it's like they suddenly get this added bravery to say what they want to say, to stick up for themselves. And there's nothing like mm -hmm. the experience of putting children on transportation on some sort of, if they're old enough and it's safe enough and you've got all the straps you need, put them on some kind of bus or something like in pre-K, there's nothing like it. We have, I have had the most wonderful experiences with children on transportation to just sit and listen to what they say to each other because they're yeah. so excited to be like in the big kid's bus. Yeah. They, they just... The things they say, one child one time actually said we were, the bus started to move and is moving down the street. And this little girl turned to me. She saw me looking in her direction and she turned to me and she said, wow, the wheels on the bus do go round and round. <laughs> oh, I, I said, they it. do. They really do. Said, yes, <laughs> they really do. I'm like, maybe we can ask the driver to show you how the wipers go swish, swish, swish. What do you think? <laughs> she was so excited that this book came to life and the driver oh. heard and was so, this driver, let me tell you, honking the horn, putting the wipers on. Oh. I mean, it was so exciting for this child on the bus. And she was trying to get all her classmates to pay attention. Look, the wipers are going swish, swish, swish. Look, look. <laughs> I mean, it was, she was so excited about the book. I also one time was on a, a field trip with pre-K students and we went um, near a ShopRite supermarket, which we were far from their school. We were not in their neighborhood, but you yeah. know, children recognize logos and they get mm -hmm. super excited when they're on transportation and they're tall enough to see out the window to see yeah. the stores and the logos. So we go by the ShopRite supermarket, which was not near their homes. And the children start yelling, look, it's my ShopRite. I'm like, it's ShopRite. It was definitely shop not right. their ShopRite. <laughs> it's not your ShopRite. Yeah. It, was, yes. it was a ShopRite. And then when you bring them in, like I've taken children in the early childhood years, right? Preschool age. I've taken them to children's museums. I've taken them to apple orchards. I've taken them to pumpkin mm -hmm. patches. Um, you know, a variety of places that I've gone with young children. I work with a program in New York that takes the children to the Bronx Zoo once a year. Oh. Um, right? Um, like the experience, just the wonder that they see this all through makes being a student in this system that much more exciting. And they do have to speak up for themselves on these trips. They do. They do. But I also, it, it brings learning to life. All right. So like, yes. like Cindy was saying with this, 
this little girl who was like excited that the book, the wheels on the bus book and song came to life. <laughs> like it was like, I don't think she would have maybe, maybe she, you know, you sing these songs and you read these books and you're like going through these motions of like, yeah, the wheels on the bus go around and around and around. But like to actually like see that it's a real thing, like is, is amazing to me. And like that bus driver, God bless that bus driver that like was like, yeah, I'll do all this stuff in the song, you know, just to show you like, these are real things, you know, it's the same thing. Like it, when children go to the zoo, you know, they go to the zoo and they've learned about sea lions for this whole time, but seeing a sea lion do its thing, like in real life with your own eyes and seeing it and smelling it and not on video, not, not on, on video. a screen, not on yeah. video. This is real, real life. Yeah. Life. Like actually the, the, the stuff that you can see and observe when it's in person, the way they move, the way like animals move, the way insects move, like experiencing it all. Cause even like you can't smell through a video. Like we all wish we had that, that smeller vision or whatever they talk about all the time, but you're never <laughs> going to get it. But when you go to the zoo, yes, there's lots of different smells. Even like, I remember yeah. going to the, the, by our house, the turtleback zoo, which is a zoo in New Jersey. And we walked by and they were making cotton candy and the children smelled it from a really long ways away. And they smelled this sugary thing, but they had never even experienced cotton candy before. Mm. Nobody, I mean, that it's not something you generally get unless you're at a carnival or a zoo. And we like kind of almost did like this scavenger hunt of like, where's that smell coming from? You know, it had nothing to do with the animals at the zoo, but that's what they were interested in. Like it smells sweet here and it smells like sugar. And I want to know where that sugar is. And then they watched the person make the cotton candy where they, they go around and around and around in that tub. Yeah. And they were like, wow, that's amazing. They're like, you can eat that. I'm like, yeah, you can eat it. It's really sweet, but you can eat it. You know, and, and it was something they had never even seen before and they would have never mm -hmm. seen it, you know, unless we went to the zoo and we were there. You know, that's not something you can get right. through a video. You know, you're not getting all the the sights and the sounds and the smells through a video. You know, and there's some really wonderful right. videos out there for children. There really is. But it's not the same as experiencing it live. You know, I feel like it's the, it's kind of like the difference between like watching something on television and going to like the play live. It's it's mm -hmm. both are, are OK, but like there's something different about those experiences, you know, so like. I feel like we should be enhancing their learning through these experiences, you know, like they get, they have enough screen time at home. Like why? And that's kind of what I had to do this past year. Be like, okay, I'll, I'll show you a video instead because my school wouldn't allow us to invite people in and they would not allow us to go on trips. So, all right, we'll watch it on a screen. Cause that's the next best thing I can do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely not the same, you know, and it's definitely yeah, no. the children definitely were not as interested in it as if maybe somebody was right in front of them doing something. And and I want to go back to that doesn't teach them the leadership qualities. You it know, does. a child on a field trip, a yeah. child on a field trip when they need a restroom, when they are thirsty speak or hungry, up. when they're curious about what's going to happen next, when they, they tend to speak up. And yeah. it's something about being outside the classroom environment where maybe they wouldn't have so much or it's more predictable. Yes, children need their routines, but they also need these moments where they are taken out of their routine occasionally. And now let's see what they do. 
children in a classroom pretty much know what's the routine for going and using the restroom. What's the routine yes. for getting something to drink or eat? It's really on a field trip where we'll have children who ordinarily don't speak up for themselves look at us and say, I'm hungry. Yes. Is there food here? <laughs> Is there food right? here? Can I get food? Is there food here? <laughs> Are we eating anything here? You know, I've had children like in, we were in one time in a children's, um, it's like a children's museum and it's very interactive. Wherever you take them on trips, it has to be very interactive. So it was a very interactive, hands-on everything, everything built for them kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was one point where one of the children was like, I need a, I need the potty. Do you think they have potties here? And I'm like, I think they do. <laughs> they do. We're going to find <laughs> it. And you know what? This child had the experience of watching me go over, ask where to take the child, and learn mm -hmm. about how do you discover where the toilets are. You go and you ask yeah. somebody. So I said, come on. I said, come on. I'll take your hand and I'll. We'll ask which way to go to go to the yes. potty. And they get to witness what do grownups do when we don't know exactly what's going to happen and where everything is, yes. which in they in your classrooms and in your programs, we know where everything is. We know what how things get done. And they don't see adults having to do things like inquire about right, things. I think, I think it shows that the children their teacher in a different role, right? Like, yeah, yes. I have control of my classroom, but there's something different about watching your child's teacher, like interact with the bus driver, you know, interact right. with the, the people who run the field trip, you know, making sure that I, as a teacher have this large leadership role in the classroom, but there's something different about that leadership mm -hmm. role in a different setting, you know, where I have to make sure everybody here is safe. I make sure everybody's safe in my Correct. classroom too, but that's a more controlled environment. Now we're going to the zoo or the museum or where a play or wherever we're going. And it's, it's a little bit different. So like seeing your teacher in this different type of leadership role and taking control of that situation could be a learning experience in itself. You know, that right. like, yes, right. This is what we're like in the classroom. People are different elsewhere, you know, and it, it's empowering, That's right. you know. That's and absolutely I think we right. should be showing these children that that different kind of roles and settings and and how because yes. even like when you go to these field trips and and say you're going on one where there's a demonstration by somebody else, it shows that they can learn not just from me as the teacher but from other people who have this knowledge and I sit there and I'm also learning about this new knowledge, you know, and they're like, Oh, wow. Adults learn too. You know, adults teach and adults learn, you know, and, and it's important to show them that. We have to bring these trips back in, in the, yep. in what is like the simplest field trip going on nature walks around yeah. where you are is like the simplest field mm -hmm. trip, but to find mm -hmm. ways to take children, you know, you're learning about community, take children to the uh, community, take them out into the community, let them see different yeah. things that are available in the community, take them to your local library to hear yes. a book from somebody else, take them. If you're talking about um, what else is in the community, you know, find out if you can take them into the post office or mm -hmm. something like that. Figure out a way to get children out of our four walls and back into the world. You know, everybody's yes. complaining. Childhood isn't the same as it was before March of 2020. And keeping field trips out of their experience maintains mm -hmm. the fact that life isn't what yes. it was before March of 2020. 
And when it comes to, you know, places saying, well, we're not going to do that because of COVID. I'm pretty sure that they're not following any COVID protocols anywhere else anymore. Mm -hmm. Doctors offices, masks are optional. Stores, uh, everything is optional. It's all optional now. Everything's all all optional. And yet they could get COVID anywhere. They could get it anywhere. You could get it anywhere. And I feel like schools have used that as an excuse for too long. You, we can't invite visitors in because of COVID. I was like, okay, but we're all going everywhere without a mask at this point. And so have the them CDC test. has lifted have them- everything else. Yeah. And, yeah, and everything has been lifted. And have them test. So stop you, stop hiding behind this COVID excuse. We can't go on field trips because of COVID is, is just wrong at this point. You know, like it, it's, it's just a lie. It basically you're lying at this point. And, and I don't know they what the reasoning is. You don't, they could be exposed anywhere. And, and their parents are bringing them places now, you know, p- people are going yeah. on vacations. They're going to carnivals They're going places. You're yeah. like, so saying you can't go on a field trip because of COVID is, is not even true. It's a different reason. And they're hiding behind that, but it's time to lift all of that. Yeah. Everybody needs to advocate for this. Again, just to sort of reiterate, you know, um, they have the opportunity, according to the research, to engage in a broader range of activities that they will experience in the classroom. And they found that the field trips positively impact the children's ability to act as a team, the children willing to take a leadership role and to speak out for themselves, children developing patience. You have to wait for your tour guide. You have to wait for your bus. You have to wait for your lunch. So they learn about delayed gratification. They learn about reliability and who they can rely on and who are their good people and their good sources to rely on when, when they're in a place they're unsure of. They learn about having to be assertive and stand for themselves a little bit. They develop additional motivation to learn. So, yeah, I, I agree with Allison 100%. Yeah. And, you know, we live, Allison and I live in an area that was very COVID cautious. Very. And it's time. It's time yeah. When you see that the doctor's offices are no longer requiring masks, it's time. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. Right? That hospitals don't require it. I had to visit someone Uh in the hospital. Masks are not required. It's time. Yeah. So I hope that you all will go back and advocate. And if you would like, if families are nervous about these trips, share this episode with them where we talk about how much their children will gain. And hopefully they will rethink it. Yeah. Okay, now go figure out what you're going to do about all this. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, And I hope that you get to go and take those children out of the four walls and take them somewhere. Yeah. And and we will catch you next time on the podcast. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.